Welcome to our Wednesday Bible study. I began recording a weekly Bible study to be shared with my church family at St. Paul's Lutheran here in Columbia, South Carolina. This began right after social distancing prohibited us from meeting together in community at our church on the corner of Bull and Blanding. Please feel free to share this with any of your family and friends. I have been very humbled at the response to this weekly podcast and reassured many times that when God's word is sent out, it never returns empty. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for your word. Please allow your word to speak to us in a meaningful way. Help us to interpret your word correctly. Help your word reveal your will to us. Help your word reveal your son to us. Help your word fan the flames of our faith. Increase our wisdom and prepare us for your humble service. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you joined us for last week's Bible study podcast, you will remember we explored the question many of us may have uttered in the recent past. Where is God? Without a doubt, what prompted the topic for last week's Bible study was the ongoing adaptation to the now all-too-familiar coronavirus pandemic that has gripped our world. A lot has happened since last Wednesday on a national level as well as a local level. I have personally used the first day we were unable to meet as a church community as the benchmark for how long this has been going on. Today marks 79 days of many changes that have affected many lives, not only locally, but our entire global community. On top of that, last weekend we experienced a riot here in our community, and very possibly in some of your own neighborhoods. It is apparent that what happened in our community, as well as other communities around the nation, was primarily caused by outside evil forces that showed up to rile up otherwise peaceful protesters. Our Bible reading for today comes from the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is one of my favorites in the Old Testament. As evidenced by the reading from Isaiah today, we will get a glimpse of God's power and his might. Isaiah also brings hope. This hope would be embodied through God's servant known as Emmanuel who will one day establish a new Israel and God's kingdom on earth. Remarkably, Jesus does precisely that in his lifetime, fulfilling over 300 prophecies in scripture that include intricate details of his death and resurrection. So much of the gospel story found in the New Testament can be hyperlinked back to the book of Isaiah. My love for and understanding of God's Word has been greatly enhanced by an initiative called Bible Project. They provide helpful videos, podcasts, and other content that helps put the Bible into cultural and historical context. All of the content is free. This has also been a great help to me 
in trying to live into our church's vision, vision statement of learning, loving, living God's Word. Here's the reading from Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 12 through 41. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket? Or weighed the mountains on scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord? Or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? And who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. To whom then will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? As for an idol, a metalworker cast it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashions silver chains for it. A person too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They look for a skilled worker to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown. No sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither. And a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name, because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. In his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, I would love for you to reflect back on the past 79 days of pandemic, as well as the civil unrest that occurred over the last week. And as you spend time reflecting, it may be difficult to glean anything positive. But sometimes, if you just tune out the noise of fear and anger and mistrust, 
you can hear the steady, loving, faithful voice of God delivered in thoughts, words, and deeds by normal people just like you and me. This same mighty omnipresent God that Isaiah wrote about 2,600 years ago is with us today and will be for eternity. As some of you probably know, there was also a very personal unscripted event this past Sunday that involved our grandson, William Milliken. He was swimming and diving in a lake at a family gathering. Along with William, there were other family and friends celebrating the beautiful day and opportunity to be outdoors where it is easier to social, practice social distancing. On one of his dives, William, William's head hit the bottom of the lake at a speed that was definitely not planned for. This resulted in fractures in four of his upper vertebrae. I was not there, but I'm told that one of his best friends and one of his cousins were the first to sound the alarm by letting adults know that something was wrong with William. Thanks be to God for their quick response. Those boys truly shared the love of God and their love for William through their quick actions. I also heard there were many adults that helped William get to shore where he was comforted by his mom and others until the ambulance arrived. One of May Walker's aunts brought her to our house while her mom was at the hospital with William. Also, because Caroline rode with William in the ambulance, she had to leave her car where they were. And once again, someone stepped in to help and delivered her car back to her, her house that evening. Many of our friends and members of our church family have reached out to us to express their concern and their love for William. Not more than an hour after William had arrived home from the hospital on Monday, he was given a basket full of his favorite snacks, candy, and drinks, along with handwritten notes and cards. And that had been orchestrated with May Walker's help. When I stopped to see him yesterday, I noticed a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts on their kitchen island. I learned that they had been sent from a loving and thoughtful friend. I just learned a moment ago that a meal train will be put together by one of Caroline's best friends. Each and every one of these acts of love displays how God uses us to be part of his delivery system. Just about 24 hours ago, I posted a picture of William with his brace on and gave a brief description of William's situation. So far, that one single post has gotten over 180 reactions and over 140 comments. The vast majority of the comments include the words God and prayer. As I wrap up this podcast episode, I've titled, Where is God? Part 2. I can offer a very short but all-encompassing answer to that question. God is with us, each and every one of us, every day and everywhere. God is great and God is good. What happened to William is awful, and sadly, this, his recovery will not happen overnight. It may sound a bit strange, but I don't feel sorry for William and his family. 
I'm very saddened that it happened and it will alter some plans, but in reflecting over the last few days of how many times and places that God has shown up in and through all of our friends and family, I am truly grateful for God's love and his presence among us. William and his family have been truly blessed by the love of God delivered by so many family and friends. Now, with Mark Tidsworth's permission, I'm going to read a couple of beginning paragraphs of an article he wrote recently, and I believe you will agree it fits in well with our Bible study today. It's titled, We See You, Church, and it reads, Economic Meltdown, Social Distancing, Christian Nationalism, Police Brutality, Racism, Right there in the swirl of life, in the messiness of these moments, something is becoming very clear, our church's identity. Crises have always had a way of doing that, shining the light of clarity on who we really are. May we embrace the refining and reshaping opportunity inherent in these crisis moments, living into the authentic way of Jesus. O church, we desperately want to see you take the shape and form of our Lord Jesus Christ evermore. For us, when it all comes down, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. We are groups of people, churches, aspiring to live in the way of Jesus right here in this messy and out-of-control world. We don't claim more righteousness than any other, failing plenty, relying on God's good grace, Yet we move on, yearning to embody this way of life embodied by our Lord Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We are joining God's mission to bring the kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. This is our aim. And I might add to that, I see you, God. I see you as evidenced in and through people sharing your love with William and his family from the moment the accident happened up into including right now. For that, I will be ever grateful. I will end with a prayer and then a blessing. Let us pray. Lord God, you are truly our Heavenly Father and Protector, and for that, we are very grateful. Lord, we admit that we don't always acknowledge your presence, and for that, we ask your forgiveness. Lord, thank you for your many blessings you have bestowed on William and his family, and I would ask that you would continue to bless them, keep them, and heal William over the next coming months. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to end with a verse from the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Go in peace, serve the Lord.